0: To navigate life, we need wisdom. Uh, Without wisdom, nothing in life really matters, nothing really has a point, and life can actually end up in destruction, as our life falls apart without true wisdom. But where does true wisdom come from? What does true wisdom look like in our life? In this series, Pursuing the Path of Wisdom, we look at the book of Proverbs, where God tells us exactly what true wisdom is, where true wisdom comes from, and what it looks like in our life. As you listen to this series, uh, if it impacts your life, like it, share it, and subscribe to our list so that you get more of these messages to not only impact your life, but others. God bless as you listen to God's Word. Well, we continue in our series, Pursuing the Path of Wisdom. Uh, Next week's the last week for the wisdom series, and then we're done. We've got all the wisdom that we need for this life then. <laughs> uh, but today, we continue in this series looking for wisdom for our life. And what we've said over the course of, of this series is that uh, wisdom is the ability to m- make wise decisions in the complex areas of life. When, when life is gray, when the moral rules don't apply, how do we live as a wise person making wise decisions in life the book of proverbs isn't so much a book of morality as it is how how we live in god's world relating to god and his people and, and it's god's wisdom for our life now if, if you're in a situation and you're looking for wisdom we can't just open up to the book of proverbs and say oh here's a situation proverbs uh, 19 has the exact situation i'm in this is wisdom that's not the point of Proverbs. The point of Proverbs is to develop us and to bring us a character that knows how to make wise decisions in the complex areas of our life. When there's a fork in the road and neither are sinful, how do we make the wise decision? Over the course of the past couple of weeks, we've looked at areas that, and topics that, uh, I, I guess I'd put it this way, that we participate in that we are active in. For instance, uh, we've looked at anger. We've looked at envy. We've looked at pride. And we've looked at self-control. And I'd say we, if we're honest with ourselves, we're active in doing those things or refraining from those things. Today we look at an area that is more passive. It happens to us. And that is heartache. It's a broken heart. And and there's no... Life gets very complex when our hearts are breaking. When our hearts are breaking, life is very complex. How do we make wise decisions in heartache so that it leads to healing and not disaster? Because when our hearts are breaking, it can lead to worse if we make unwise decisions decisions. And that's what we're going to talk about today as we look at Proverbs, the, the healing of heartache and where hope is found. Solomon, around 950 BC, knew all about heartache. Uh, not so much from himself, uh, but he witnessed a whole lot of heartache. He witnessed his mom and dad have the heartache of having a, a sibling's uh, who didn't like each other to the point of one killed the other. He watches his dad deal with the heartache of his son overthrowing him, having a coup and overthrowing him, and so he had to go on the run. He witnessed his mom deal with a life uh, filled with heartache because her husband was killed because she had committed adultery with King David. He witnessed siblings have heartache as one raped another. He, he watched as siblings had heartache as one killed another. He witnessed all of this heartache and he wrote about it in the book of Proverbs. So that's what we're going to talk about, the healing of heartache. Let's start by looking at the first two uh, Proverbs here. Even in laughter, the heart may ache and rejoicing may end in grief. The human spirit can endure sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear. you know no matter who we are all of us experience heartache in this world we all will experience heartache in this world and if you haven't just live a little longer and you will experience heartache it's part of living in this broken world filled with sin uh, the reason that there's brokenness that there's heartache in this world is because sin is in this world and what does sin do It causes loss. It causes loss in our life. Loss of relationships. Loss of health. Loss of abilities. It causes loss of life. Sin is the uh, main reason that there's so much brokenness in this world. All the kids up here for the children's devotion, what what do they say? Uh, People hit you. People make fun of you. People don't welcome you. People punch you. Uh, Where does all that come from? All those heartaches stem from sin. And that's what causes heartache in this world. And my guess is you know it. How have you experienced heartache? There's heartache of losing a job. There's heartache of experiencing a breakup. There's heartache of... getting older and losing the abilities that you once had. There's heartache as relationships go uh, sideways. There's heartache when you get the news that you're going to have to live with some kind of lifelong illness. There's heartache at the death of a loved one. There's all kinds of heartache in this world. And my guess is if I were to have you all share, each one of us could raise a hand and talk about the heartache that we've experienced in this world. And that, it's so important to remember that all of us deal with that. Because Proverbs 14, 13, even in laughter the heart may ache. There's some of us who come to church and are here today smiling, we can laugh, and yet deep down there's heartache. Other times in life, we experience rejoicing, and we're happy. But it may end in grief. It may end in heartache. Circumstances Don't dictate the hope and healthiness of our hearts. Heartache comes to all of us. And it's so important to recognize that and recognize how to deal with it. Why? Because if heartache goes uh, unattended, it leads to a crushed spirit. The second proverb there, 1814. The human spirit can endure sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear your first point today heartache can crush the spirit heartache initial heartache if it's left undone can lead to a crushed spirit now what's the difference the hebrew word for spirit literally it means wind and when it's applied to a person it's that wind in our sails, so to speak that keeps us going right the passion for life the zeal for life the the determination to get through hardship. But if that spirit is crushed, that's when it leads to despair. That's when it leads to a lack of passion. That's when it leads to uh, all kinds of unhealthiness in our life, and it can end in disaster for us if that spirit is crushed. How important is the spirit in us, the, the desire? That proverb tells us a human spirit can endure sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear? We can make it in life if we experience some kind of physical ailment, right? Uh, it may be difficult, it may be hard, but if our spirit is good, we can endure through the hardship. But if our spirit is crushed, it doesn't matter how healthy our body is, we will not make it through. This is why it's so important to recognize how and, and to know how to deal wisely with heartache. Because heartache can lead to a crushed spirit and go down very quickly. And so, how do we deal with it? How do we deal with it when heartache leads to a crushed spirit? I got an email this week from a friend of mine who's a pastor. Uh, who let us all know and asked for prayers because his wife was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. Where is the hope in the healing? Where's the hope for our veterans who have to live every day with the memories that haunt them? Where's the hope for the man who wakes up one morning And his wife of 28 years says to him, I've been unhappy for a while, I'm out. And not only divorces him, but then within the next couple months already has a new boyfriend and he's completely blindsided. Where's the hope for uh, the woman who over the course of her life has to bury her husband and her two daughters? Where's the hope and healing for uh, the person who loses contact with her parents, not by her choice, but by theirs, because of circumstances, and no longer has parents in her life. Where's the healing hope? How does that heartache not lead to a crushed spirit? What does a heart need in order to have that spirit that keeps us going there needs to be hope right there needs to be hope and where do we find hope well the world tells us in three different places in yourself they say you have the strength to get through this you can persevere look at the strengths that you have to help you get through this But after a while, what happens? Our strength wanes. And so they say, well, well look at the hope that we have with, with medicine and, and cancer treatments and things like that. And that, yes, but at the same time, eventually doctors won't be able to do any more for our bodies. Where's the hope? And so they say, well, well surround yourself with friends and family. Surround yourself with, with those people that love you, care about you, and that's true. But do you know what ends up happening after, after a heartbreak, a heartbreaking loss? They're there for a little while, and then they go back to their life. Because they have their own lives that they live. Not only that, but look at what Proverbs fourteen ten says. Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can share its joy. Have you ever considered that you and you alone can only know the hurt that you are going through? People can empathize with you, but they can't actually know how you feel. And I'm sorry if I've ever said to you, I know how you feel, because truthfully I don't. You are unique. You are unique. Only you have had the same experiences that you've had. Only you have had the upbringing that you have. Only you have had the unique situations in life that have brought you to today. No one else, even if they experience the same kind of heartache, no one else knows what it's like to be you. Where is the hope? Because this sounds like there is none. (laughs) Which leads to a crushed spirit. Uh, Imagine if I just said amen right now. That would be a bummer of a Sunday. And yet, there is hope for healing. There's hope for heartache. There's hope for a crushed spirit. And where is it found? It's found in our Savior Jesus. If, if, Based on everything we just said, think of this. If we don't have the Lord, then we are truly alone. Then we're truly alone to go through the heartbreaks of this world. And yet when you have the Lord, what do you have? You have somebody who knows you inside and out, who knit you together in your mother's womb, who's in the business of reading hearts, and he knows exactly what you've gone through in your life, he knows exactly the hurts that you've had, he knows the behind-doors conversations, he knows what you've been through, he's seen it all, and he knows exactly what your heart is needs and he knows the word that your heart needs to be healed here's what we're told uh the next next verse is here the soothing tongue is a tree of life but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit light in a messenger's eyes brings joy to the heart and good news gives health to the bones it's a really interesting phrase here, isn't it? The tree of life. Do you know the only other two places that the tree of life is mentioned? In Genesis, in the Garden of Eden, and in Revelation, when John is seeing what heaven is like. There, in the Garden of Eden, going back here, sorry, in Genesis, was the tree of life. And if Adam and Eve ate from that tree of life, they'd live forever, yes, But not only is the tree of life a place where you live forever, the tree of life is where wholeness happens, soundness, healing happens. It's where a life of satisfaction is found, where there's no brokenness. It is complete, whole, sound in mind. And that tree returns when? At the end of time. When we get to heaven. When everything is restored. Where healing is complete. Where there's no brokenness, but there's sound mind, sound hearts, wholeness, and healthiness completely. And Proverbs says, The soothing tongue is a tree of life. There's a word, there's words that come to our hearts to heal our hearts, to make us sound. And that is our Savior Jesus. Look at that. Uh, I love that 1530. Light in a messenger's eyes brings joy to the heart, and good news gives health to the bones. Who is the messenger that brings us hope? It is our Savior Jesus. Your second point this morning. The word brings healing to a broken heart. The word brings healing to a broken heart. Do you remember John chapter 1? the Gospel of John, when when John is writing about our Savior Jesus, he gives the Savior Jesus a title. And it's the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And you jump down to the bottom of uh, verse 14. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Jesus is the soothing word that our hearts need for healing. He is the one who can empathize with you, truly empathize with you. He is the one who knows what your heart needs. He knows how your heart is hurting. He knows the hurts and the heartache and the crushed spirit that you have, and he knows what you need. And he comes here, the messenger, with light in his eyes and good news that heals your body. The good news that, that stems from your heart and goes through the whole body. And what is it? Follow me. And where do we follow him? We don't follow through religious practices. We don't follow through uh, different things. Instead, what does Jesus, where does Jesus take us? To the tree of life. But we get there. And we don't see fruit on the branches. In fact, there are no branches. Instead, we see the trunk of a tree carved into a cross. And on that cross, our Savior is mounted, nailed to it. And do you remember what he experienced on the cross? Isaiah chapter 53, 700 years before Christ was even born, tells us he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. We know what it's like to have a crushed spirit. Our Savior knows what it's like to be crushed because he was crushed for the sins of the world. The the very root cause of all the heartache, all the brokenness of this world is sin, and our Savior Jesus was crushed by it at the cross to forgive the sins of the world. And then our Savior rose from the dead. And so the darkness of the tomb now has the light of life shining into it and through it and from it as our Savior is raised. And He brings us to the cross and the empty tomb. And what's the word that comes from there? It is finished. The hurts, the heartache that you have from from the, the sins that you've committed, healed, forgiven. The heartache of not being included, of being rejected, is healed as the God of this world says, you are loved and accepted by me. And it comes from the cross and the empty tomb. The hurts and the heartache of loss. Jesus comes to us from from the cross and the empty tomb and promises that we have a family, the family that we've always wanted to be included in. It's ours because we're part of his family. And one day we will be reunited with all of our loved ones as we stand around, As we stand around our Savior at the tree of life in heaven forever, where we will be healed from all the bad memories that we have, healed from all the heartaches that we have, healed from all the mourning, crying, and pain, we'll stand in wholeness and healthiness. We'll stand perfect with our Savior Jesus. Is it enough? You know, I'm a pastor, and so you would think that this would be an obvious answer. Uh, But my pastor friend who sent out that email, uh, my initial reaction was to say, I'm praying for you and praise God for the resurrection. And then I stopped. And I thought, does this just seem like a flippant comment? Does 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 it really bring hope in this situation? And yet it's the only hope we have. It's the only hope that we have in this world. If the grave is our end, then the only hope is the resurrection of Jesus Christ for healing and wholeness for eternity. Jesus is the only hope that we have. It's the only hope for healing and healthy hearts once again. And it's from this cross and the empty tomb that he brings it to you and to me. And so before we close tonight, why why do I keep doing that recently? Wow! As we close this morning, I want to give you a a process to help the healing process. A pastor named Tim Borman uh, wrote a book called Deep as the Sea. It's a book to help through trauma. Um, And and what he writes in there, it helps with the healing of heartache and crushed spirits. Uh, He says The healing process that our God gives us is found in the Psalms, and it's the lament. It's something that we don't really make use of a lot uh, in the year 2023. But if you read through the Psalms, all 150 of them, 40% of the Psalms are laments. A lament has five parts. The first part uh, is the address. So we address our God, God the Father, Jesus. Uh, We address him, we bring the complaint. Here's what I'm going through. Here's my heartache. Here's how my spirit is crushed. Here's what's happened. We bring uh, the uh, the complaint, the uh, the uh, request. We bring the request. God, here's what I'm asking. Here's how I'm asking that you heal my heart. Here's how I'm asking what I'm asking for in this situation. Here's how I'm asking how you resolve the situation. But then we turn to pro- the promise. What promises has God given me right now even in the midst of heartache? He's promised that he loves me and he showed it by dying for me. He promises me that there's hope at the end. There's always light at the end of the tunnel because of the resurrection. He's promised me a life of fullness and happiness with him in heaven. And from those promises, inspire the fifth one, praise. Despite my heartache, I praise you God what you're doing and what you have done for me and what you will do for me. As we work through that process, what ends up happening is over time God brings healing to the heart because he not only sees your tears, he cares about your tears and he promises he will wipe them away. If not before, when you enter into glory, where he will wipe every tear away from your eyes where there's no more crying, no more pain. Even in the darkness of heartache, in a crushed spirit, what shines forth? The power of the cross and the redeeming power and love of the empty tomb. The God of this world loves you, He cares for you, and He promises to bring healing and wholeness to your heart. And so let's run to Him. When we're going through the heartache, the wise decision is to run to our Lord, not from Him. Run to Him. Point your eyes to Him. Surround yourself with friends who point your eyes to the Savior Jesus. Be that friend who points others' others' eyes to Jesus because He's the only hope that we have and He is a hope that never disappoints. Let's pray. Gracious Savior, we thank You for Your love. We thank You for Your forgiveness. We thank You for Your acceptance. Uh, We thank You... Uh, that as we talk about a difficult topic, heartache, uh, that you know exactly what heartache is like. You cried at the tomb of Lazarus. Uh, And in fact, not only did you cry, but in the original language, we hear that you were troubled in spirit and and you were angry at death being in the world uh, because that's not how you created this world. And so it angers you that heartache comes to your people and you came to do something about it. Uh, You not only died to forgive sins, but you conquered the grave by rising from the dead. It's because of you that we have hope, uh, not only now but eternally. Uh, nothing in this world can take away that hope. Your hope, the hope in you, never fails. Uh, nothing can stop it uh, because you are the God of this world, who's conquered everything in this world. In this world, you tell us that we will have uh, heartache, we will have troubles, but to take heart because you've overcome the world. And so, in the midst of the heartache, uh, inspire hope in us. Uh, give us passion. Give us zeal, uh, knowing that in you there's hope, in you there's healing, now and forever. We ask you to be with uh, all of our friends and family who are going through heartache, inspiring us the confidence to point others' eyes to you, because you're the only one who can heal. We ask that you surround us with friends and family uh, that continue to point our eyes to you as well. We thank you for everything you've done for us. Bring healing now and forever. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message today. It's my prayer that uh, it has changed your heart as you grew in the message of your Savior, Jesus. Again, if you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing, we'd be grateful for that. God bless your day.